hello and welcome to the Mass Singer Rahapa podcast, where we're going to dive in on all the fun stuff that went on on episode two of The Mass Singer. I am your host, Puya, the Ashtray Zanvakili, and with me is my beloved co-host, Liana the Bacon Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? No, it should be Liana the Apple Boris. I went apple picking today for the first time. I have 13 pounds of apples. I <laughs> ate two apples and I ate some little apple donuts. Like, I, I am an apple at this point. I don't even think you need a costume. Oh, it's like the, um. did you ever see those Gushers commercials when you were a kid where like the kids would eat the Gusher and then their head would turn into that fruit? Oh my God. Yes. Creepy. Okay. Though. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> it's a lot I, of apples. I am an apple. <laughs> well, the, okay, here's part of the problem. Apple picking is super easy, like, because you, you, it takes you 30 seconds to pick a whole bag of apples, you know? And so, look, I may have overestimated the uh, amount of apples I can eat. So if anybody has apple recipes, please send them, send them along, um, because I'm, sw- I'm swimming in apples over here. Yeah, I guess the only question left to ask is, how do you like, Dem apples. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what my hand motion would be if I was the apple. Probably similar to the egg. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of any other thing you could do with an apple. Like, is there like a specific gesture for an apple pie? I don't think well, so. I was going to say it could be like eating an apple, like miming eating an apple. But that, that's sort of morbid because you're like eating me. <laughs> nope. Wow. All right. Well, Liana, uh, we're going to we're going to pretend you didn't say that. And I got to say, though, I am proud of you. You didn't ask why the names were what they were. Um, I did have explanations ready to go if you were curious, but we're good. I'm proud of you. I'm learning to accept the things around me. Yes. Well, okay. Yeah. So you were the bacon because you got sizzle, but mostly because you compliment eggs. Egg, egg. <laughs> that was the best thing to come out of uh, last week's episode was egg. Uh, you know, so for Big Brother 21, a lot of people were putting the unicorn at the end of their Twitter name in order to support Nicole. So I put a little egg um, and shout out to whoever tweeted the egg emoji. Like there's a there's an emoji with a, a person doing the like hands above the head thing. So um, I don't remember who you were, but thank you. <laughs> Only you would put that in your name after someone is eliminated and no longer <laughs> going to be on the show. I know, but it you know what? It's important to me, okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, enough about the egg for now. I'm sure the egg will come up again. Um uh, but we have a we have quite a bit to talk about here. Uh episode 2 is back at it again. We're here with four new contestants and we are initially introduced to the show again with uh, the canon of the opera as Ken Jong would put it. Uh, Nick Cannon walks out, you know, does his thing with his mask on with his security guards. And uh, introduces us to uh, what is now something I've noticed, the uh, new floor. Liana, what did you think of the new floor we've got on The Masked Singer? How did you not notice? I feel like the floor got more airtime than like, some <laughs> other like important things on the show. I don't know. Um, yeah, a giant TV is like a picture of Robin thick with long hair. Um, that was very <laughs> bizarre. Um, also, the Nick Cannon coming out in a mask and like the Technicolor dream cape. Apparently, that's like a thing. Um, I don't know. My biggest shock was not necessarily the giant XTV. It was just the fact this is still the panel. So, but it's okay. It's okay. We're here. Yeah, we're here. Um, and let's not waste any time. Let's just jump into our matchups for this week. We had the Black Widow versus the Leopard. I don't know whether we're supposed to put the does or not. I'm just going to go with it. Um, you can say it how you want to. It's like uh, putting an O-U or an O. Do you. Do whatever feels right. So the Black Widow versus 
the leopard, and we had the flamingo versus the panda. Liana. Panda. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was, uh, you know, this was only one hour of TV versus the premiere, which was two. Um, and so we get four new contestants here. Uh, I I think I've heard both the and just Black Widow. Like, I love how this has been a question that we've been <laughs> asking the entire time before the season even started and then continuing on. Um, I think I don't know. I'm going to go without the the just because it's way more fun to say, you know, to say it that way. Like just tree. <laughs> tree yeah okay well then one of us will do the it kind of balances us out that's good so yeah first matchup on the block we've got the black widow who comes out to the song titled black widow no shockers there i don't think and immediately i was i was into it i was enthralled i liked everything i saw i liked this costume the way it looked it's one of the more elaborate ones i feel it's got a lot of attachments and I like the uh, the swagger the Black Widow had coming out onto the stage there. Is that how you judge how elaborate things are? Like how many things are sticking off of it? How many things were fixed to the costume? That's what dictates like how crazy it is. <laughs> yeah, you. Are, how good are you with a stick of glue? That will, for me, decide how elaborate you're being. You're really good. You're crafty. All right. You're elaborate. Good. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I was talking to a friend of mine today and uh, she and I were talking about how elaborate the costumes are. So I have a personal feeling like probably not like they've got an Elmer's glue stick and they're just like <laughs> gluing like sticks on to the Black Widow. Um, yeah, actually the costume. So so when she came out, she was obviously very dynamic, you know, walking out, moving the costume a lot, which allowed you to see it. Although it's hard because it's black understandably so, which makes it a little difficult to see some of the contrast um, to mm -hmm. the costume. But then during the performance, you were able to, I think, get a better sense of it, especially when she bent over at the end, <laughs> which it kind of looked like, like, a, I, at first I was like, wait, is she a scorpion? And I was mm -hmm. like, oh no, it's a spider. But I don't know. It was a really cool um, silhouette and a really cool shape. So I, I liked it. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I first thought, why, why does she have a second spider on her back? And then I realized <laughs> that's probably not what that is. So then what is it? I, I just think it's extra spider body. Like, you know, it's all the legs and then <laughs> like the mean? little body and then the outer body is all the legs. Is kind of what I decided to interpret it as because I w that just sounded way more logical than there's two spiders on her. Well, I mean, I'm no like I'm no expert. Um, like entomology is not really my thing. But do spiders have I don't they just have like two pieces? There's not multiple. You know what? Never well, mind. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's kind of like a superhero. It has their costume, but then they have the cape. And I feel like a spider. It's just the regular body. And then the cape is like the eight legs. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's not like these are what, like, biologically <laughs> accurate. I, I surely hope. Not. I don't think any uh, not to, you know, Robin fix this may. I don't think any spider would be able to twerk like that. So, oh, yeah. oh we'll get to how awful Robin Thicke is even more in this episode. But yeah, so Black Widow walks out and then we got all this that we just discussed and then we have um, a newcomer to the stage, the Leopard. And the Leopard walks out to free your mind and got like a very unique set of skills that only the Leopard possesses. I don't think I've seen anybody walk out and behave the way the Leopard has. And I was here for it. I, I was into all of it. The strength and weakness of the Leopard were adaptability and the weakness was occasionally catty. And of course, to me, I'm like, OK, I'm pretty sure the Leopard's going to have some kind of attitude. And it showed in the body language before we even got to anything. 
So I still have a hard time trying to guess whether or not those clues that are shown when the the uh, mass singers walk out, if those mm-hmm. are real or if those are just plays on their character type. Like the fact the leopard is catty. Is that just a play on words because it's a leopard or <laughs> is the person the person in the costume caddy right <laughs> so I, I don't know i don't know what to make of it at first based on the first episode i thought i just like i was like wrote it off because i thought it was just describing the character um like not the actual person inside so i don't know what to make of it yeah i honestly feel like it's just a play on the words i do i think some of them could be like you could link some of them to the mass singer i think eventually especially once we see who they are i think we can go back and maybe have like some kind of connective tissue there but ultimately i think it's just the pun police are taken holiday during this show and we're just putting whatever we can in there to you know connect them to the animal and that's it okay well eggs was well-rounded and cracks under pressure is there that something go. that johnny weir is known for like i don't think so i don't think so no no i definitely so, don't think so okay and then what was ice creams um i didn't write them down Me oh yeah because either. i st- well i thought there were clues at first i started <laughs> writing them down then i was like no these are just jokes so <laughs> like i'm done <laughs> yeah i followed the same this up so i wrote them down for the first two and i was like nope just not this is not it and i just <laughs> left them left them on the cutting room floor so one thing that that has been left on the cutting room floor from last year that we've talked about is the heights so we no longer see the heights in the chiron but i've no i've started noticing every single contestant that walks out the judges will say oh she's short or oh she tall so I'm really starting to notice that. And I feel like that's the that's about vague enough as I need the heights to be described to me so that I can start weeding out my process of who I think is who. So, yeah, well, I mean, you can go against like Nick Cannon's height, right? So, oh, yeah. we know, he's what, like six one. How tall is Nick uh, Cannon? six? He's a flat six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, both in uh, looks and height. Shade given. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> he's like a seven or an eight. Okay, you know what? That's not true. That's I'm sorry. Canon. I mean, he married Mariah Carey. Yeah, but that that's not canon. But that rating's not canon. All right. Well, Liana, (laughs) in comparison to Ken Jeong and Robin Thicke, it's hard not to be. You know, like ah, it's a it's a relative thing. Yeah, the company you keep. You yeah yeah. Okay, so then we get to the clue package for. The Black Widow. Liana, so what did you make of what we saw from The Black Widow? Yeah, so I actually really liked The Black Widow's clue package because I feel like there are going to be a lot of things that when I look back, I'm going to be like, oh, duh, like that totally makes sense. Um, And what I mean by that is I feel like there were things that were pretty unique. So, you know, you have the TV director's cut of my life, film slate kind of stuff, which makes me think that this is someone who is an actress who's been in Hollywood um, at least uh, for a while. So whether I mean, it sounded like a younger voice to me. So it makes me see makes me think it was someone who was maybe like a child actress or something like that. that sort of like grown up in Hollywood um, you can see the crown and the peach so because it's a peach it makes me think of Georgia so I think it's <laughs> from Georgia because I think wasn't that Gladys Knight last year spoiler alert Gladys Knight was on the show and uh, uh, she had like a peach stuff right she yeah was, no, and I'm pretty sure someone in the first massive. episode had one I don't know. They seem to like using peaches to describe people who are from Georgia. So like, I feel mm-hmm. like I've seen that before. Anyway, um, but then with the stuff with the, oh, I'm darker, darker and edgier with the tarot cards and the crystal ball, like that sort of threw me for a loop. So I didn't really know what that was, but I 
think I definitely have decided that it's for sure an actress of some sort. I'm on the same page as you. I actually do have a guest that we'll get into after we discuss the performance, but I did like the clue package. It felt like it was a little harder to, to uh, decipher. So it was one of those for me where after the performance and then going back and looking at them again, it kind of started coming together. I my favorite part was when the Black Widow said, welcome to my empire. And we get a cut of Jenny McCarthy in the corner says empire dot dot dot. Is it Oprah? No, Jenny McCarthy. Stop it. You are humiliating. That was my list like thing for worse guesses. It's Oprah. (laughs) You get a Black Widow and you get a Black Widow. When I saw her say Empire, I was like, okay, she's going to guess somebody from the show Empire. From Empire. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is not where I thought you would go. So, yeah. Is Oprah from Georgia? Uh, we would have to check. I, I'm going to go ahead and say no. I don't think so. I'm not um, sure, though. Mm, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Black Widow is edgier and darker than what we'd expect her to be. And on this stage, she's going to be good as hell. And Liana, the segue to the performance, she was good as hell. I really like her performance. It's Lizzo? Okay. Well, Liz, why wouldn't Lizzo walk out? Lizzo walked out to her song last week, though. Oh, that's right. They're all Lizzo. <laughs> they're and all, they're all Jamie Foxx. And Wayne um, Brady. And Wayne Brady. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, like the judges said, to come out and to sing a Whitney Houston song, I mean, you have to have pipes and you have to feel super confident about it. I mean, I was just really, really impressed. Like, I wrote down, oh, she can sing. Um <laughs> And uh, and there was one dude in the audience who was like flip. He was losing it. He was like flipping his hair around. He was having a great time. I was having a great time. There was one line that she sang that was just like it was so good. Very guttural, like the type of line that Christina Aguilera on The Voice would be like, wow. And then like hit her button or whatever. Um, That's also a show that still exists. Right. Christina Aguilera hasn't been a judge in a while, though. Well, whatever. Anyway. That's that's the feeling that I got from this performance. I was like, okay, I feel terrible for the leopard because leopard is definitely going to the SmackDown here. It was just super solid. Top to bottom, this was a slam dunk performance, and I liked every aspect of it. I also noticed the guy in the audience was really feeling this performance, and it was just like they hit all the notes. It's not easy. Like you said, it's not easy to do a Whitney song, especially on your first impression, but you walk out. No one knows who you are and you nail it. you got to be feeling good about yourself. I will say, though, this is something that I've also noticed now that I don't think I can unsee. But when Robin Thicke likes a song, he dances really creepily to it. And I noticed this happened twice this episode. It's like, I kind of hope Robin Thicke hates the performances moving forward because I don't like when Robin Thicke dances. <laughs> Although in terms of the judges, like, I hate to say it, but I really appreciate Robin Thicke. Like, he's like clearly trying. Um, whereas maybe the others, not so much. Uh, I think I noticed in this episode, Homeboy has a binder with tabs on it. Like, he's keeping very meticulous notes. I think he's probably the most prepared of the four judges. Yeah. Um, Robin Thicke went to Office Depot and he got himself a binder, some sticky tape those tabs uh he is here to play um although it's still pretty disappointing that the only um skateboarder that he knew was tony hawk so maybe he needs to do a little bit more research but yeah he is definitely prepared yeah no he definitely doesn't have a glue stick because these guesses would be more elaborate but hopefully next season he's prepared and has that in his arsenal as well and Liana, the one thing that has come to our attention is these gestures that we've talked about you've talked about the eggs one at length the story continues on. 
We saw the Black Widow's audience have a gesture for her. And it's what I would like to call the Nicholas Anelka, which is probably one of those references that no one is going to understand. But like the one person that watches soccer aside from me. But it is your hands to your heart in kind of the uh, Napoleon Dynamite bird thing from last week. But then it's a little bit closer to the chest and it's wiggling the fingers. So that is the uh, that is the gesture for. The Black Widow, which I don't really see how it connects, but it's also like, what else could it be? You know, well, it looked like a butterfly. I know (laughs) I thought it was. And I was like, wait, what's the butterfly's hand motion? Which apparently. okay, so I thought the butterfly or the hand motions were new this season. According to someone on Twitter, uh, they said that, no, they existed last season, too. So I clearly don't remember this at all. I need to go back and rewatch. Um, but it felt like the butter that was a butterfly hand motion. So just saying what I'm saying. But they've looked very similar to each other. So we have to see once they inevitably end up facing off. Hopefully we'll see if uh, the audience figures out how to make them more distinct. Wait, what was the butterfly's hand motion? It was the exact same was the Napoleon dynamite, but it was a little bit closer to the air. Whereas this one was a little (laughs) bit closer to the chest. What would you do for a spider? I guess you just, they have eight legs. So maybe that's what it was. They were trying to like put the, like their thumbs together and it was Mm -hmm. just the four. So it was like, I think, do you think that's what it was? I think you got to do the itsy bitsy spider, right? Like you got to do that. Yeah. Like goes, climbs up and down the water spout, like with the hands, like back and forth. Yeah, that, that that's very complicated. That's like some serious choreography. <laughs> well, we'll get to the other ones, but like, I'm pretty sure the other ones had more movement in them as well. So it's not impossible, but it's probably harder to think about on the spot. Yeah. So uh, moving on to the judges guesses, Liana. So the judges took one look at the Black Widow and kind of looked around, made their thoughts. they all loved the performance as to be expected. And then Jenny McCarthy went with Amber Riley from Glee, which I thought, okay, it's one of your better guesses out there. At least you didn't lock down Oprah after seeing the performance. (laughs) That would have been shambles. Um, And then Ken Jeong went with Yvette Nicole Brown from Shirley from Community, as I know and love her from. And then Robin Thicke went with Sherry Shepard. So what do you think of these? Yeah, I actually thought these were all pretty good guesses. The Yvette Nicole Brown one was really funny because I think um, so he made a guess or he he missed guessing someone who he had acted with previously on last season. And so I almost sort of feel like (laughs) he's just nervous to miss guessing somebody. Um, So he's like, oh, it's definitely Yvette Nicole Brown. Um, (laughs) But yeah, but yeah, I mean, I thought these were okay guesses. I mean, I didn't really have a good guess. I again, I think it's somebody who is probably um, a young a younger actress mm-hmm. um, who I think grew up in Hollywood, someone from Georgia um, because it's someone who oh has maybe a lighter persona. That was something that um, uh, what's his face? Robin Thicke pointed out. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking maybe somebody from the Disney channel or something like that, or somebody who had sort of this like child or was maybe like a child actress. Yes. And then like now has maybe like has an edgier side that we don't know about. I don't yeah. know. All right. Well, Liana, you are on the money for what my guess is going to be. And I think you'll you'll agree with this one once I lay it out for you. So you're right. I saw the exact same thing. Darker, edgier than what you expect me to be. Immediately, the opposite end of the spectrum for me is Disney and being, you know, packaged your whole life, being part of TV. The fact that there were there was an old TV in the background and then the picture of the peach. You put all these things together, Liana, and you get someone who's been on TV for a long, long time. Raven Simone. I yeah, think. I saw that one on Twitter. I saw people were guessing her. Um, yeah. 
I don't know. I was like, I didn't have any organic guesses that I didn't see somewhere else. But when I heard that one, I saw that one on Twitter. I was like, oh, that makes sense. I could definitely see it being her, especially with the That's So Raven stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you have the like tarot cards and the crystal ball. I mean, I don't know. That kind of fits maybe. But I didn't. I don't know. I don't feel strong enough to say it myself. I just heard what other people were saying. Yeah. No, I feel like there was another line of um, you're in my house now. She is on a show called raven's home now on disney where she plays a mother in the show it's kind of like a sequel to um that's a raven and then um the georgia thing when i started feeling like it could be her i was like okay, well i need to see if there's any link to georgia she was born in atlanta georgia so there you go that link is also there um and then the other thing for me was well we saw her dancing a little bit like she's got to have moves. I don't recall if she was any good at dancing. And then I was like, found a clip or two on YouTube of her like dancing on like these morning talk shows with some people with the cheetah girls. And she looks like she could dance. Like The moves that the Black Widow did can link up to Raven. So I definitely think all of this kind of puts it together. It's making a good case for itself. I don't think this is one of the ones that I'm willing to strongly suggest that I think is there. But I do feel like on a scale of my guess of Chris Daughtry from last week to Steve Buscemi, this is higher than Steve Buscemi, but lower than Chris Daughtry. Yeah, so I don't... It's so hard because we're really trying to avoid like, I I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to avoid spoilers and stuff, but sometimes people tweet at us or like I see stuff online Mm -hmm. like you just you can't help but avoid it. I did see some other theories for another character um, that also is a cheetah girl. And it just seems weird to me that they would do two cheetah girls in the same season. So I don't know. It makes me a little skeptical of one or both or all <laughs> of those <laughs> theories. So just because I don't feel strongly, like I didn't think of that idea organically. Um, and so for me, it's really hard to say like, Oh yeah, like put it in stone. I definitely um, believe it. But I think there's definitely clues. Like you said, that can, lead to it being Raven Simone because that's how you say her name um, uh, as being the Black Widow. So you learn new things on this podcast every day. Yeah, I think the hardest thing about seeing things is that once you see them, it's hard to like try and see outside of that. And it makes it difficult because not all the things you're seeing are zeroed into that specific person. So moving forward, hopefully either we get some clarity here or we're able to jump out and find who the Black Widow could really be. But whichever way it goes, I'm excited about the Black Widow ultimately, and I would love to see what else happens down the line here. Um, Okay, so just a quick bit of a tangent before we move on to the leopard. I'm reading the Wikipedia article for Itsy Bitsy Spider, Mm -hmm. and this is the very clinical description of the Itsy Bitsy Spider. Okay, so the Itsy Bitsy Spider is a popular nursery rhyme and finger play that (laughs) describes the adventures of a spider as it ascends descends and reascends the downspout or quote water spout of a gutter system (laughs) it is usually accompanied by a sequence of gestures that mimic the words (laughs) Um, i'm not gonna lie to you you lost me after finger play (laughs) i just i didn't hear anything else although this does sound like someone had way too much time on their free hands and was like okay you have 500 words to make itsy bitsy spider fill into and they went out of their way to put as many words as they could to describe it like you're writing an essay i just like the fact the adventures of a spider is it ascends descends and reascends (laughs) okay well what happened to it okay sure all right anyway sorry um leopard the leopard so the leopard like we said walks out looks good i'm loving it you're loving it 
And then we get to the clue. So the leopard talks about. Okay, first about, of all, I was not loving it. I was not a fan whoa. of the leopard, actually. Like, I don't know. I was kind of over the weird persona and like the handsiness. I was like, stop touching Nick Cannon. Maybe he doesn't want to be touched. Oh, which, by the way, if anybody's watching the Australian Mass Singer, um, which Shannon Gates has been helping me out finding some like not I haven't been able to find the whole episodes, but I've been able to watch parts of it. Anyway, this character named Prawn and Prawn is also super handsy. OK, so and I don't like Prawn. I don't like leopard. I, I listen. I co-sign the handsiness. I'm not about that, but I enjoyed the other stuff. I enjoy the whimsy. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like the skeleton last week brought the whimsy, brought the extra, and this week it was the leopard taking the lead in the extra and the whimsy. But <sighs> whatever, I'm not here for the extra and the whimsy. I, I don't know. But the thing is, is that the leopard, based on the clue packets, is actually someone I'm the probably the most interested in finding out who it is, just because. I feel like there are a lot of different ways that this clue package could go. And I have a lot of different interpretations. And depending on sort of which way you go, it could have a very different um, connotation and who the person is. So um, I'm actually, while I was not a fan of the whimsy, <laughs> I was a fan of the character and the clue package. Okay. Well, we can talk about the clue package. And maybe by the end of talking about the leopard, you feel better about the leopard. We don't know. We'll see. I'll see if I can try and change you, but probably won't be able to. Let's I mean, see. just keep like doing that like weird purr sound <laughs> while you ruin uh, various songs for me. No, it's fine. No, honestly, look, look, <laughs> I'm watching a grown man in a weird ass leopard costume like run around stage. I can't I can't be that mad at it. <laughs> yeah, this is what you signed up for. Lauren. I know. You love this. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you love the monster. You love the leopard. They're your favorites. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So the clues, the clues for Sir Leopard. Uh, Crazy game ends with win for Leopard immediately is the thing I noticed on the newspaper. I'm adaptable and can survive anywhere. I noticed uh, J'adore in red lipstick on the back wall, which is, I believe, French for I love. Am I right? I Wait, what French. was the name? What was the second? The first uh, the article. So I was also pulling the article title. So I have the runaway and out of hits and out of time. But what was the one that you listed? Uh, so I have those two. And I also have Crazy Game ends with win for Leopard. That was the first one we saw. Crazy game ends for win. With win. With win? Yeah. Crazy game. See, this makes me think it's an athlete. I don't think so. But like, okay, so here's the thing. You could take the, oh, heavy hitter, um, like out of hits, blah, blah, blah. You could take that as like, oh, ba- like I was thinking maybe a baseball player, mm-hmm. um, like hit, hits, no one could catch <laughs> me, something like that. But then, of course, it could also be like musical hits, you know, so it could yeah. be someone who who is a singer. Um, clearly, it's somebody who's had, I think, a very long career, um, just based on the fact that they had sort of this um, dynamic shift in how people per- uh, perceived them, right, from whatever their element of success was into now the scandals and the relationships and all that jazz. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The judges also talk about their biceps, so it could be an athlete. Yeah, no, that's definitely possible. And the other couple of clues we got in there on top of these ones, um, I know what it's like to be on top. Um, all ev- all anyone ever wants to talk about is the celebrity aspect is one that really caught my eye. And, you know, I don't really care what they say about what I'm wearing or even my relationships. And then we had the runway and newspaper. There was a big clock in the background and people taking selfies in his um, package. And then they talked about stripping away the headlines this time as they're about to perform. And the leopard walks out and does a rendition of Somebody to Love by Queen. <laughs> 
Liana, what did you think of this performance? Yeah, I thought this was a really good performance. I mean, I I had a feeling that the Black Widow is still ultimately going to win, but I thought this was a really good showing. And again, the reveal of the voice, because when it's modulated, it's some weird British accent. (laughs) Um, And I was like, what is going on right now? And of course, you know, all of the judges, um, you know, thought it was going to be a woman. So then when, you know, the performance happens and Jenny's like, it's obviously a man, which the first thing that popped in my head was, it's a man, Maury. (laughs) Um, but anyway yeah I thought it was a really strong performance what did you think I felt similarly by the second note I figured this is by far the hardest matchup we've had so far Um, and I did feel strongly about the Black Widow moving forward but then we've talked about the whimsy and the extra and I thought about the skeleton and was like I'm kind of worried because this is how I felt last week where one of the the ones that banter could very likely get the upper hand because you know, it's just in front of a live audience and the live audience is there to vibe out, to party, to have fun. So if they're into what they're saying, if they're laughing, they might be getting votes. So it worried me a little bit, but I'm not going to let that take away from the fact that the performance was great and the, the the voice was great. And there's just so many different voices coming out of the leopard. Like you talked about the little like <laughs> British stuff and then you talked about like the soul and then the rasp. Like this was a all encompassing not to be the egg, but well-rounded performance for me. And I do. I was here for it. I liked it. Yeah. I feel like I'm really cracking under pressure Um, because I can't guess who the leopard is. I mean, I really do feel like there are so many different things you could take in different directions um, where when, again, you look back, I I don't know, maybe I was just paying more attention to the clues this time, but it was like, when I look back, I can be like, Oh, duh, that's what that means. Especially because, you know, we find that there are a lot of different ways to interpret some of the clues that they give on the show. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like we're talking about with the heavy hitter, no one could catch me. And then someone guessed like, Oh, it's a runner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I don't know. I still, though, if I had to make a guess, I still think it's someone who is a baseball player. I was thinking maybe someone who played in both the MLB and the NFL, because the other thing, and I will say this, is that we know that there are seven Super Bowl appearances. That's true. uh, That need to happen. And so far, I think based on the people that we have seen, none of them seem to be NFL athletes. So I'm really like either we're going to have two NFL athletes next week, which seems odd to put two NFL players together on the same episode. But I don't know about that. Or the leopard is definitely an NFL player who has (laughs) been to the Super Bowl. So I'm just going to throw that out there. For me, it just comes down to because my initial gut was also it's an athlete. We've been we need more athletes because there's a bunch more featured. But I I can't find myself believing that they've been finding athletes that can sing like this. Like, I, I mean, it's dumb to say. I mean, there's a lot of sports out there. There's a lot of individual on a lot of teams. So obviously some of them are going to be amazing singers. But I wasn't allowing myself to connect with those as the clue. So I looked at it from, oh, it's musical artists. Because my other thought was, well, there's a lot of Grammys advertised. So there's got to be more Grammy winners in the, in this thing. Um, so to quickly talk about the judges' guesses before we jump into our own uh, hypotheses here. Um, Robin Thicke guessed Billy Porter. Uh, which I thought I could see it. I'm not mad at that guess. Robin Thicke is definitely doing his homework. Ken John won with Robbie Williams, which I like Robbie Williams' music. He's all right. I mean, he did the um, he did the opener for the World Cup last year for the Soccer World Cup, and it was not great. But ultimately, he's fine. I think he's a lot shorter than what the Leopard is described to be, so I didn't think that was going to be possible. And then, um, before we talk about Jenny McCarthy's, 
we're going to put it in with a question from Stephanie Townrow, which was, why do the judges think every guy is Jamie Foxx and how can we make them stop? Because Jenny McCarthy is willing to sell everything she believes in to tell you this is Jamie Foxx. And I don't think it is. Liana, why do you think it is? Why do you think they keep saying Jamie Foxx? Uh, I don't know. Uh, she's got a post-it note that says probably Jamie Foxx. I don't know. I think it's hard because, you know, once you get fixated on like some guests, like that's all you can see. Why Jamie Foxx of all people? I don't know. Um, because I actually thought the other guests is like the Billy Porter guest I actually thought was pretty decent. Um, I know some people on the internet have been saying it's RuPaul. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Y'all, it is not RuPaul at all okay like as someone who owns several rupaul albums no offense to rupaul but rupaul does not sound like that and cannot sing like that rupaul has a tendency to use auto-tune a lot um and so it's just not okay so just stop it with that nonsense it's not rupaul <laughs> yeah I, far and away the biggest uh mentions i got to was it's rupaul it's rupaul leopards rupaul lock it up and it just boils down to hell no, 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 no. I know some of the the verbiage used could like lead to it being RuPaul, but at the same time, it's all in the voice, and the voice is not RuPaul. I'm sorry, like the singing voice. Exactly. That's yeah, because one. yeah, I will say like the quote that lovers like, oh, I can be fierce and so divine because mm-hmm. like I was it was divi- when I did my rewatch, it was like oh, divine like. <laughs> the drag queen divine because i was already <laughs> stuck on like rupaul i was like well that's not it so yeah. i don't know i still really feel like it's an athlete i could be totally wrong but that's my that's my gut feeling <laughs> i think liana the reason jamie fox gets brought up is because <laughs> jamie fox is known to do impressions celebrity impressions and because of the fact that the leopard had a little bit of british but then had rasp but then had soul they're like okay it's got to be someone with some range got to be jamie fox which, again, when y'all are talking about the leopard being really tall and then Jamie Foxx is here being 5'7 and Nick Cannon's a six foot, how are you trying to justify that? That's stupid. You look stupid. Stop it. Okay, five, seven, according five, nine. to the internet, he's 5'9. There we go. And, yeah. But Billy Porter is also 5'9. So if you're going to exclude oh. someone solely based on height, which, again, we know that the... Um, uh, whatchamacallit, that the they were supposedly disguising more of the body types and the heights mm-hmm. and whatnot. So you could have lifts in there, especially because it's a dress. So like I could see whoever it is wearing heels potentially underneath there to try to obfuscate their height. So I don't know. It's definitely a possibility that it could be someone who is shorter than what we perceive it to be just based on that. That's true. That's very true. I, however, do feel very strongly about who it could be, Liana, and I would like to present my theory to you. If possible. Bo Jackson. <laughs> Incorrect. No. He, he, here, I'll, I'll give you this. T- I'll, I'll give this to you where it's. Tell me if it fits. OK, so there's a couple things that stood out to me, like I've mentioned the uh, the heavy hitter, the out of hits out of time. Crazy game ends with wind. All the newspaper stuff was kind of like, OK, this has got to be someone with hella hits, uh, musically speaking, of course. And then the one for me that kind of stood out the most was all anyone ever wants to talk about is the celebrity aspect. So here I am thinking, who is it that is kind of in the media more for that celebrity status and kind of forgotten as what they were originally doing? Right. And it's a singer. So I'm thinking, okay, something along those lines. Who's like kind of like in there? Like, I know their name, but I don't know a lot about their like past. And then the runway in the newspaper was the other thing. Put all these things together. 
And then at one point at the end, I got Nick Cannon saying these words, which solidified it for me, which was, I got kissed by a leopard. Liana, the leopard is another animal. It's seal. The leopard is seal. This is my theory. What do you think? No. No way it's seal. Are you serious? I don't think it's seal. Well, let me just give you a little bit. So, So the seal is British, okay? He has won four Grammys, and he was married to Heidi Klum for the longest time, runway superstar. And growing up, I didn't really know much about Seal outside of a kiss from a rose and that he was married to Heidi Klum. And that was the two things I really knew about him. And if you want to go another, add another thing in there, Crazy Game Ends with Win for Leopard, Crazy was his song that took him to stardom and also won him a thing. So... This all kind of comes together for me as, okay, it's kind of looking like it's Seal. Again, on the scale of Chris Daughtry to um, uh, Steve Buscemi, this is higher up. This is closer to Chris Daughtry. I still don't feel as strongly as that guest, but I'm feeling good about our boy Seal here. I think this is Seal. I think we got him. I got to say the characteristics, the mannerisms, the additional stuff was kind of throwing me off because I didn't know Seal could be like that. But at the same time, I could see Seal kind of wanting to resurrect his persona and be more than what we know him for similar to other people on the previous season that have uh come out and surprised us so i don't know uh, seal didn't play in any in any professional sports team therefore <laughs> it can't be steel liana this theory this is you you are blinded by the athleticism that was okay advertised. what was the kiss from a leopard line that's what uh, nick said nick doesn't know though nick doesn't know but that for me kind of was like this is when i was already thinking it's seal i'm like ooh, that could be a hint because i'm not Uh, fully out on the idea that nick cannon isn't uh picking up some clues here and there on his own i mean i don't know maybe he didn't he like claim to know that it was ninja or johnny weir or something like that yeah well he also claims to you know, think he's funny. So th- there's hits and misses. Just with Nick like Cannon. Nick Macaroni. Um, I- <laughs> Seal is tall, so maybe. Yeah, yeah. Seal is tall, and Seal is British, and I think because the for me the singing matches Seal. The extraness doesn't match Seal, but the voice to me sounds like Seal. <sighs> Seal's done some like silly movies though, so I think maybe he has a sense of humor. So maybe. I don't oh, know. Per- okay. I, I mean, I love that because it kind of supports my theory here. And I'm I'm feeling good about this. But also, this is for me, I think, the biggest name so far. So I'm like, do I feel like someone like Seal would do this show? I don't know. Hmm. But for right now, I'm willing to take this as a strong enough guess for me. Um, but also, maybe I'm just flying high after that Chris Daughtry feel that I've been getting. I tried so. to do uh, IMD bags on Seal, and uh, yes. and I at first it was Seal Team that show that airs after oh, no. Survivor, and I was like, <laughs> no, not that. He was in Popstar Never Stop Stopping. What? Yeah, he was. Oh yeah. my god, I forgot about that. I need to go back and watch that scene now. Yeah, and I think oh, he was in Community. Oh no, he was a writer for Community. Does he write? Maybe they just use one of his songs. I, they definitely did because there was that um, one where Dean Pelton and um, uh, Jeff go to karaoke and the karaoke kiss from Rose. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that could uh, that could be what that is. But so then we get to the vote. Wait, hold on. Seal oh. is in Seal Team. That that's just too meta. What do you mean Seal is in Seal Team? Oh, it's an animated TV show that's theory or movie that's filming. It says Seal Team. With J.K. Simmons, isn't it? 
Kristen it- Shaw. All right. You know what? Never mind. It's seals. Seals and maybe seal team. But anyway, uh, we should just move on from this. So, so, so what you're telling <laughs> me is seal is kind of silly and therefore could be doing silly things and therefore could be the leopard. I don't know. This is some weird inception type shit. I don't know. It's, it's and it's working, mm. working. OK. All right. So then we get to the vote. And this was a bit of a toss up. But like we've talked about, I think we both felt strongly that Black Widow should have this, should have this. And uh, Black Widow did. So Black Widow moves on to the next round. No unmasking for Black Widow tonight. But here comes the leopard in the bottom two, ready for the smackdown, but not before getting a little touchy touchy with Nick Cannon and flirting with Nick Cannon. And then uh, we move on to the next bout, Liana. Take it away. Oh, uh, okay, sure. Yeah. So, um, so we had Flamingo up next. Um, I really liked Flamingo. Um, I I know that you're not the biggest fan of her costume, and if you take like the the head is like a little creepy, but the whole rest of the body I think is really really gorgeous. Um, I actually love this costume. Uh, the eyes, like I said, a little weird, but the rest is really gorgeous. Um, she like definitely had a lot of attitude. She was real tiny. Um, but I think what really struck me obviously was all. Of the youtube stuff um so it just seems weird to me though that they would have like a twitch streamer and a youtuber but i don't know maybe that fits maybe they're trying to go for like a younger demographic because like most of her clues were all about two what was it two tube bird zoo tube zoo tube okay zoo tube that's <laughs> had robin thick freaking out i don't know why <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so it was like all about, you know, I don't know, like beauty and fashion and life advice and stuff. So it made me feel like it was a famous YouTuber, which actually I could probably believe, especially given the fact that I think of a lot of a lot of people that, you know, want to try to make their careers um, using YouTube are pretty talented. Um, and so I could definitely see a really strong singer because, you know, when we get to talking about her performance, like she killed it. Yeah. While I do co-sign that. A lot of YouTube has become a very popular platform for people to break out onto the mainstream. I feel like with this person, with Flamingo in particular, it sounded to me like it was someone who went back like the other way, who felt trapped because like we got a, in the clue back, I felt trapped in my career. So I left. So I interpreted that as you were in Hollywood, you were stuck doing something you didn't want to do or you were signed to the label you didn't want to be on something like that. And then you made the move to YouTube, which we know is for the most part, a platform where you are independent and you create your own content and you do what you want to do under your own command. So for me, that is the direction I'm taking. But I do agree that it's going to be some kind of YouTuber on here and it's going to be a more musically inclined YouTuber, someone who can who actually has pipes, because like you said, they performed Sucker by the Jonas Brothers, and that voice was incredible. Because you're right, I came into this thinking the Flamingo has the most budget-looking outfit. I don't like it. It looks meh. But- I'm telling you, I think it's just the like headpiece. I don't think that it's the actual, because the actual costume, if you look at it, looks like a really cool flapper with all of the feathers and stuff. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, we can agree to disagree, surely. It just kind of looks a little too piñata-y for me. If that makes sense. Again, just cover up the top part and look at the. I mean, I know it's all pink. So, again, it's similar to the Black Widow where it's like really hard to see the contrast, but it's really intricate and really cool. So how dare you? (laughs) But is it elaborate, though? I don't know how many things are sticking off of it. Hold on. Let me see. So there's a bunch of feathers that stick off in the back, but then there's it's like a cascading sort of flapper type costume. 
I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe I'll come back around to it because this performance did bring me back around on the Flamingo, at least in the sense that I like what I got from the Flamingo. Maybe not the costume, but everything else was a bit of a slam dunk for me. So I'm here for that. More than 1,800 feathers, some measuring over three feet long. Also, there's an article on this Fox News channel. It says party like a flock star. (laughs) And it's about the flamingo and the mass singer. I don't really get it. Like flocking, like birds flock, like a flock of birds. What else could it be? But why would it just be for the flamingo? (laughs) Who? Because we haven't seen the eagle yet. (laughs) All right, whatever. (laughs) Well, um, this transformed into some guesses from the judges, which I, I don't know. Liana, I have the hardest time with uh, the Flamingo because for me last week we get, you know, Ninja and I kind of knew who it was instantly. This is a YouTuber that I don't think I know. And I really tried to rack my brain around it and I couldn't get to anything solid. And the only person I really knew amongst the judges guesses was Candy Burris from Robin Thicke. And that's because of Celebrity Big Brother. Um, It's not. Candy. No, Burris. it's not. Definitely not. It's 100% not Katie Burris. Um, So I thought it was interesting because after the she like gets off stage, she says something about like they actually thought I was a professional singer. So I don't know if that's supposed to be a comment on the fact that she is not a professional singer and she was shocked that they thought that she was. Or, um, yeah, I don't know. That was the only way like I could interpret it. But I could also see it being like trying to throw like throw you off the scent. Maybe it is a professional singer. I don't know. Jenny like thought that she was part of a girl group. I didn't get that at all. really um from her thing i I don't know i'm not sure i feel like it's someone where as soon as i find out i'm like oh duh (laughs) but i mean she can sang so and i thought there was a lot of depth to her voice um so i i I mean i think the flamingo is gonna go deep although there are a lot of really great singers this season absolutely absolutely and it's i think the performance level has gone up and we're definitely getting more naturally talented singers on here whether they're known for their singing or not is irrelevant because flamingo sounds like it's somebody that shouldn't be known for their singing but will be after the show is done and that's a guarantee from me i couldn't i tried i thought because for me it was like okay i think let's say youtuber who what are the female youtubers who are the female youtubers that i know of and immediately the first name for me was jenna marbles i'm like that's not jenna marbles and then i thought okay who is it miranda sings i don't think so but also i've never listened or watched anything miranda sings has done and then lily Singh, who recently got her own late night talk show um i thought maybe it could be her because i have heard her rap before and i thought well i think she's got this the vocals but it still did not really hit for me because then there was a lot of emphasis on like the makeup uh, aspect of the YouTube channel and the beauty and the uh, life advice. So I don't know anyone in that field really to make an educated guess, let alone make a guess of someone who's in that field and then also could sing. So I'm very on uh, the outs with this one. And I think more packages down the line could potentially help. But I think I think I'm uh, locked out of this one for now. Yeah, I mean, I think I know a lot of like beauty YouTubers that do very specific things. Um, there's the these one one group of women. They do this podcast called Pretty Basic, and they both have like their own YouTube channels. But I don't think it's either one of them, and I don't know if either of them can sing. So I don't know. I really was at a loss here. Um, but I think the 
I will go back to my edgic thing where I feel like the people who get the more vague types of comments potentially are those that go deeper. So I think we'll get a few more, you know, packages um, and we'll get some more clues and hopefully we can figure this thing out. Yeah, I, I co-sign the, the edgic thing as well, because if we're looking at the Flamingo and comparing the Flamingo with ice cream, they come from kind of the same realm, but one was very obvious and one was not. So that should tell you all you need to know about that. And it, I'm excited to I'm excited to have the Flamingo win me win me over. And we'll see if that happens. So then we get to the last performance of the evening. And that is Panda, who walks up to Panda, Panda, Panda by Designer. So I knew that was happening. It was the only song that you could come out to as Panda. And uh, Panda had swagger. And Panda looks stylish. What did you think of Panda? Yeah, I thought Panda was a lot of fun. Um, so uh, the clue package I thought was actually relatively clear. I mean, the fact that Robin Thicke could guess that it was Layla Ali right after the clues, I think probably indicated that it was, you know, a little bit more obvious than maybe some of these other ones. My first thought was definitely either a wrestler or a boxer's daughter. Yeah. So I was convinced it was Brooke Hogan for a while. <laughs> um uh, until the singing started because Brooke Hogan, I don't know if you remember this, but like way back when Brooke Hogan had like wanted to be a musician. And so she like had a song for a while about us. It was definitely not Brooke Hogan <laughs> <laughs> for multiple reasons. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like admire your, you know, I admired your humble strength, but she was talking about her, her dad, um, uh, family in the forest. So I was just trying to think of what wrestlers maybe fit that criteria. So once I heard the Layla Ali guess, I was like, oh, that's probably a good one. Um, you know, obviously we end up finding out who Panda is. It is indeed Layla Ali in this episode. Um, but at least I was sort of like on the right track by myself. Yeah, that's a job well done from you, Liana, because I also went that route of, okay, um, famous father, athletic father, who could it be? And I went back to the fact that we talked about SmackDown. Uh, WWE SmackDown is coming to Fox. And we knew that it was going to premiere this Friday. And I started thinking, okay, nature. We're talking a lot about nature, the jungle, world's most famous family in the forest. I started thinking, okay, so it could be Charlotte Flair, who is the daughter of Ric Flair, the nature boy. Or it could be Tamina Snuka, who um, is the daughter of Jimmy Snuka. So I thought it's a wrestler's daughter. And then Brooke Hogan did come to mind, but I also didn't know if it would be Brooke Hogan. Uh, so it was one of these three in my head. And I saw, so I'm like, okay, it can't be Charlotte. Charlotte is way too popular and doing way too well on the WWE to be here on The Masked Singer, potentially. And I thought, it's Tamina. I feel like Tamina's on SmackDown. I haven't seen Tamina wrestle in a long time because I also haven't been watching wrestling, but I also haven't heard her name a lot. So I started thinking maybe it's her. I completely didn't even notice it could be Layla Ali, which is definitely a goof on my part, because after we see the the whole seeing the bee in the package as, you know, Flutter like a butterfly sting like a bee. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, like there were a lot. And then all the books and stuff with which uh, Leila Ali we know has done. So there was a lot more leading towards it being a boxing type of fighting. But I definitely went the other way and focus on wrestling, which I want to take um, Jenny McCarthy to task because when she says, OK, so I'm getting like a family, like a wrestling vibe. I thought, oh, my gosh, she's going to guess one of the ones I've put out. That's the logical way to go. And then she says Ronda Rousey, which Ronda Rousey's not going to do this show. Okay, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, I just, I love, I love the recurring thing that's happening now on this show where she has a horrible guess and you hear the audience go from like, oh, 
death, Ooh. silence. Like, no one agrees. We get pans of the people on uh, the audience just nodding, they're shaking their head. No, like, stop. Your guesses are very bad. And I know that we get a question. I've seen questions here and there, both like uh, from people that listen to our podcast and just random stuff on Twitter of do the judges know who these people are and try and give us terrible guesses. I genuinely don't think anyone wants to be seen in that kind of bad of a light of being that dumb. So I don't think so. I don't think they have any idea who they are. I just think they're horrible guessers. Jenny McCarthy is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was funny because it was after the song, too. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, yeah, that's definitely not her. (laughs) Yeah, the panda did um, uh, Kelly Clarkson's uh, Stronger. What doesn't kill you? What doesn't kill you make you stronger? I immediately felt bad because I thought we kind of know what's going to happen here. I think the panda's out of mm. this bout. I think the panda's going to lose to the flamingo and then probably the leopard because I thought the leopard did really well. So it didn't take long for me to be like, okay, it's done. Uh, who's the panda going to be? Some of the vocal stuff was good, but then for the most part, I was like, I know you're not a singer and you're not holding it up as far as the rest of them go. So it's kind of unfortunate there. But it was it was a fun it was uplifting it was fun ultimately. Yeah, I actually felt really bad for the well. I feel bad for the panda. I felt bad for ice cream and for egg because I felt like none of them were necessarily bad singers. It was just so happens that if you're up against somebody who is maybe like in a girl group or has won Grammy now, like Grammys, <laughs> how are you supposed to compete with those types of people? Seriously. You know what I mean? Um. So yeah, it was a little frustrating. I obviously someone has to go home first or. Third, I guess in this case, um, but I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, we there was a, an interview that I read from Ninja where he talked about his experience on the show, and he talked about how apparently the vocal coaches like really work with them to find songs that match their vocal range and match their skill sets. Um, and I think that that showed here. I really, I you know, next to the flamingo who did Sucker by the Jonas Brothers, by the way, which I love. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard. It was just hard to go up against that. So I felt bad for the panda here. Very unfortunate opera like uh, shot here for the panda. And this has been a thing that has sparked discuss- will spark discussion as well as how are these people supposed to compete? Is this the mass? Like, are we just going to focus on the singing aspect or are we going to look at the entertainment factor here as well? Like, there's a lot of things that go into being a contestant on the mass singer, but it seems like the be all end all is singing. So mm-hmm. it essentially calls for lights if you are anyone that doesn't have any singing opportunities. Last season, as you can fast forward 15 seconds if you don't want to hear this part, but last season we had someone like Tommy Chong, who was the pineapple. And by the first uh, verse, I knew this person's not going to survive this episode because they can't sing. So should that be a thing that happens or should we find other metrics here that help these people progress? Well, I think like the skeleton, a lot of the performative element sort of came to help the skeleton, you know, That's go true. through another round. I don't know. I mean, part of it could just kind of comes down to the celebrities that they cast to be on the show. Right. So if you're going to cast somebody who can sing, obviously they're going to do better than somebody who is a professional boxer, you know, <laughs> just right. That they, they've literally spent 10,000 hours perfecting that craft. Absolutely. Um, they're going to fight each other. Maybe that would be different, but we know that the SmackDown, thank you, Nick Cannon. Uh, there's no contact <laughs> allowed. <laughs> it's good to know. It's good. Unfortunate for the Panda, but good to know. Otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, the guesses that the judges put out there before the uh, unveiling, of course, Nick Cole Scherzinger went with Venus Williams, which was someone on my short list. I thought that could be a thing. 
and then Jenny McCarthy did say Ronda Rousey. Uh, Ken Jong went with Martha Stewart initially, which was dumb, and then switched it to Queen Latifah, which was all right, was fine. Uh, also dumb. Yeah, I hated the um, I hated Nicole being like, "It's not Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah can sing." Like, ouch. Well, that was so mean. Why would you say <laughs> Don't that? Don't be mean to Panda. But I get it though. Also, right? I mean, that's also their job. It's just like rude. Yeah, but it's also, I guess, fine. <laughs> I don't know. It's gray area, if anything. Smackdown. Liana. Leopard versus Panda. We honestly don't even need to talk about this. We knew what was going to happen. The minute Panda started singing, all I do is win. I kn- Oh, so good. I, it was great. It was like a feel yeah. good, like, here's your moment. Take it. At the same time, I was like, you know you're going out. Bye, Panda. Yeah, you know it's over. <laughs> you're, you just want to say all I do is win and, you know, get your moment. I love that the audience loves any song that's put out there and play along. So uh, in the, during the song when it says when I step up in the building, everybody's hands go up. Everyone's hands were up. And I was here for that. I like when the audience participates with a song like that. So if they did the chicken dance, everyone does it. I love that. Hokey pokey. If if they participate, I'm happy. So I was happy that Panda got that moment with everyone participating. Yeah, I mean, this is DJ Khaled, so like, can't go wrong. Um, the Leopards' weird take on respect so by Aretha Franklin. What the f was that? I loved it. I loved Ugh. it so much. Ugh. Tell me no. what that means to me. I was like, what are these voices you're saying? <laughs> it was so weird. It was so weird. I've listened back like five times. I loved it. Oh no! I like I, when I did my rewatch. It's like, what is happening right now? Because it starts off with the weird purring, yeah. where he's not singing. He's just making bizarre oh. purr sounds. So I don't know. I mean, I understand why the leopard made it. Uh, survive this episode, but at the same time, yikes. I think the leopard is stealing hearts, Liana. I, I genuinely think the leopard's gonna go far in this competition. No. Yeah, because the <laughs> the leopard... No, because, okay, first of all, the other two singers in this, Black Widow and Flamingo, are bomb.com. Then, if you look at the week one, Thingamajig super strong, Butterfly super strong, Skeleton versus Leopard would be super interesting. Uh, Rottweiler really strong. I thought Tree was pretty good. So maybe it's just the Ladybug who could be down there. I don't know. We'll see what the next four are like. But <laughs> I feel like the Leopard is not long for this world. I think Leopard's going to finish top half. But like, I don't no. know. If- no freaking way. Are you kidding me? That would be top eight. So we've already lost three. We're going to lose one more. So that means that the Leopard has to survive four more eliminations. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, put it on the on the what Chris Daughtry to Steve Buscemi. That's like much closer to Steve. <laughs> Are we feeling any better about Steve Buscemi in this past week? <laughs> <laughs> no, no one feels better about that. I would like to retract, but I'm gonna. I told you, I'm gonna stand on it until we get more clues, and then I will retract when the time is right. I like the leopard. Right. I really didn't think I would like the leopard, but I, I love the uh, the attitude, uh, the extra, the the purring is a little Chewbacca y for me, but. I'll take it because they can sing. They can sing really well. And I like the weird song. I like the weird. I don't know. I don't know why I'm this into the leopard, but I'm here for the leopard. Just saying. Okay. You know what? That's no, that's fair. You, you like what you like. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to hate on that, but you're wrong. Yeah. So I mean, you have, you have egg emojis in your name. So like we, we can like weird things. We can both like egg, weird things. Egg, egg. <laughs> nice. My last thing to say about the SmackDown is that after the performances, Jenny McCarthy upgraded her guest from Ronda Rousey to Wanda Sykes. 
because one, the, so the panda made her laugh. And it's at this point where I officially would like to say that uh, we are going to call the worst guest of the week the Jenny McCarthy of the week. And that should be what we do, because honestly, I can't even with Jenny McCarthy. The Martha Stewart for Panda was pretty bad. That was awful. Ken. That was a top contender for awful as well. Yeah. Or Oprah being the Black Widow. Yeah. yeah not yeah. good. Not good at all. But yeah, Leon. So now we finished this. We get to the reveal. The reveal is obviously we get uh, Leila Ali. And um, Leila Ali did this as an ode to her dad. And I love that. And I'm kind of glad that she got her moment. Yeah, no, I thought that it was really sweet. Um, And remembering like, oh, yeah, Leila Ali did um, Celebrity Apprentice. So it's not like she is unfamiliar with some of these celebrity competition shows. Um, And I remember liking her on the Celebrity Apprentice when she was on. So, yeah, it was sad to, to have her go early. But I get it based on the people that she was up against. And as Edmos pointed out um, in the uh, questions that he, uh, she was also on Dancing with the Stars. So she's the first person to kind of do that trifecta. Oh, I've yeah. OK, the Dancing with the Stars. Apparently, there seems to be a lot of crossover based on like last season. So that makes sense. Right. Yeah, we've had quite a few uh, come over from that side, which I'm not going to lie to you. It's not a show that I watch or keep up with. So every now and then I'll hear of someone that I really know of that's on the show. Uh, but then I don't ever follow through to see how far they made it, who else was on there. So I'm glad that Edmo kind of comes in as the Dancing with the Stars guy to let us know that Leilali was on there. So thank you, mm-hmm. Edmo, for that one. Um, and is there anything else you want to talk about, Leona, before we jump into some questions here? I just have my creepy Robin Thicke comment of the week. Oh, um, which was, she's got dancing legs. Um, <laughs> Black that Widow. was Robin about the Black yeah. Widow. <laughs> Uh, he also says a lot about like I know her body type, which is kind of creepy. Uh, but Nick had some really good ones. Nick had one line that was "Let's get off, let let's what? get off of Robin," oh. <laughs> <laughs> which I I wrote down, and now I can't remember what that was in reference to. But I thought that it was awkward. Could it have been uh, when we saw the the curly photo of Robin Thicke and he was standing on him? Uh oh, yes, that's probably okay. it. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, that was one of those photos which I was like, "Yikes!" Checked out. Though. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> It was better than the green screen stuff that they had us to like show that how this the floor is new and stuff. So, so let's see. Okay, so uh, Jessica Sterling asks, which hand gesture for the contestants is your favorite? Liana, do we even need to ask you this? Um, I mean, obviously, egg. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but since egg's not on the show anymore, I guess I would probably have to go with flamingos. With <laughs> like, it was like a. Uh, like it's a two arm thing and you like hold your right arm up and you kind of like curve it over like it's supposed to be the beat. Yeah. I don't quite know what the bottom hand is supposed to do. You like hold up your elbow mm. with the other hand and you kind of do the like cobra yeah. motion, which I feel like could have been a gang sign potentially. I feel like I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, I feel like I've seen that in movies as like a gang sign and like it usually is like a snake or a cobra that it signifies. So, I mean, it's a choice. But, you know, if that's the one you want to go with because you're a Flamingo fan, I completely understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, I'm, I myself, um, I really like, again, the Arsenio Hall for the Rottweiler I'm here for. And then the um, the leopard has like people clawing and they're kind of clawing upwards. So I like that one, too. I'm cool with that one as well. Uh, pandas was really cute as well, but pandas no longer with us. I feel like anyone that had the really fun gestures is going out. So the next episode, when we see someone be really entertaining, you know, just know that's probably who's going home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. 
Um, let's see. So Tori Steele asked, does it bother you that professional singers make it far and we lose comedians and athletes early? Is it a sing competition or entertainment competition? Which we kind of did talk about. It's just upsetting that this happens, but I mean, when the metric is the mass singer, it has to be the core objective, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that makes sense. Rank the judges in order of who gives the best guesses, Liana. Oh, God. Okay, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Robin Thicke. <laughs> Like, I know I said this earlier, but I, I he's got his binder, his binder of women, perhaps. Ooh, no. And he uh, he I think he really does a great job. I don't know who to put after that. It feels like <laughs> Robin Thicke, big old gap. Um, <laughs> Ken Jong being way off on most things. I don't want to say Jenny, but I mean, no. Jenny almost almost like she hits like does a really great job. but It is a really terrible job. And there's sort of no in between. Jenny is the personification of a broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah, right. Exactly. And also she does piggyback off of some guesses like she does go with someone else's guess and locks that up. So she's kind of the person who cheats off your homework and then gets the same grade as you. And it's infuriating. I don't like it. <laughs> that sounds about yeah. right. For me, Robin Thicke bought far and wide number one, which I never thought I'd listen number one in anything. And then it's got to be Nicole and then Ken and then Jenny. That's how I feel about that. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Doris asks, is Mass Singer appealing to younger viewers by casting YouTubers? Yeah, I thought about that. Actually, when Ninja got revealed, especially because it's not just a YouTuber, like a Twitch streamer. Yeah. I mean, um, that felt very uh, uh, pandering to the millennials is not the right word. <laughs> like, oh, you're going to get somebody who really f uh, fits this demographic um, because, you know, I don't know. Like, let's say you watched last season. Do you really know who a lot of those people were? Because, you know, you had mm, spoiler alert. Joey Fatone. Um, you had people like T-Pain. Not that T-Pain's not so relevant, but like, you know what I mean? I mean it's uh, you, Donnie Osmond, Gladys Knight. Um, so I don't know if they were trying to skew younger by doing this, but I think it's kind of working. I agree. I think they're adding more demographics in by going different routes. And I mean, if we want to have it be all encompassing, the internet is a big part of the day-to-day -day now. And more and more, we're seeing Twitch streams hold numbers. That <laughs> Sorry, the internet is more and more. What did you say? I, I don't think I could repeat it's it. It's more of the day-to-day. -day. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, like yeah. The internet's like a thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a stronger yeah. part of our day-to-day -day now. And, you know, the, the new mediums, if you will, the internet mediums of YouTube, Twitch, Mixer, I mean, TikTok. These are these are things that are coming in and are starting to bring strong, strong views. I mean, PewDiePie, PewDiePie, if you will, has a whole over 100 million subscribers on YouTube. That is crazy. So this is definitely a place now where there's a lot of people from this generation of like, you know, late 90s, early 2000s people know the YouTubers better than a lot of the celebrities at this point, a lot of the, you know, conventional celebrities, the TV celebrities and stuff. So by bringing these, this in, it kind of brings everything full circle. And if you're talking about this being a show for the whole family, it's like, okay, the younger son knows who Ninja is, but like mom knows who the butterfly could be. Dad knows who this person can be. So kind of everyone is bringing something to the table. So I think that's where the appeal is. Whereas last season, arguably, it could be like the kids are like, I don't know who that is, but I like hippo. Like, that's kind of how you're looking at it. So now the kids kind of can get involved a little bit and do a bit of guesswork as well. And not just mom and dad. It's a show for the whole family. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> and then uh, last but not least, Jennifer asks, Nick, uh, which which is more cringy? 
Nicole sang, but Queen Latifah can sing, all of the guesses from the judges, or the existence of Robin Thicke, Liana. <laughs> oh, man. All of those are pretty great. <laughs> um, uh, oh, man. I, I think I'm going to go with the middle one because it feel like, feels like it encompasses everything because it like covers uh, Nicole's awkward comment. It covers Robin Thicke. So I'm going to go with the guesses. Okay. That's a fair shot. That's a fair shot. I think for me, um, But Queen Latifi Can Sing was horrible but also not the worst thing that could have happened on the show. I've talked about it at length at this point. Robin Thicke has creepy language. He has weird dancing that I'm not into. Um, he says awful things, but I think maybe his guesses save him. And this is me not looking at him from outside of anything from the show. We're just looking at him on the show. Um, but I would probably maybe lean with Robin Thicke a second, all the guesses at first, and then last place, but Queen Leafy can sing, provided that Nicole doesn't say anything outlandish like that again to offend any any future pandas on the show. I mean, if I didn't know anything about Robin Thicke, you know, like I would probably feel different about uh, him. Agreed. Um, Although, okay, so just before we wrap this thing up, I do want to mention the almost family shout out that we got on the show. How dare you just skip over that? (laughs) Um, I was like, what the hell is going on? What is almost family? And then I did end up watching the trailer for almost family. So they got me. (laughs) Yeah. Would you recommend it? No, I mean, I don't know. It's like not really my style. Apparently, although it's like very scandalous. So apparently there. Well, this is obviously isn't real as a TV show, but um, there was a doctor who ran an infertility clinic and he huh? was inseminating his pa- uh, his patients with his own semen. So he had like hundreds of babies uh, that were all like from. Him. Yeah. And so it's all about how the scandal breaks. And then all of a sudden there's all these women who are like stepsisters or half sisters or whatever. And so they're like coming together to hang out and face life i don't i I, I, I don't know i didn't get that far and it it was two whole minutes of my time okay it's intense i mean this is what the show's body of body is coming in and then the guest from the cast was it's dolly parton flamingo's dolly parton so oh she's so funny it was uh hayley osmond who's uh or not hayley osmond what's her name hayley joe osmond's uh sister what's her name Uh, olivia osmond um Oops. But anyway, it's not important. Yeah, it was her. She said it. <laughs> uh, what? What's the name of the show? Almost Family. Uh, almost Famous? No, Family. No, Almost, almost Famous. Family. Is not a, yeah, because they're movie. almost family. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That was that connected tissue. Get it? There. Emily Osment. Uh, is that what I said? No, you said hit. No. Haley. Haley you said Joel Haley. <laughs> oh, whatever. Okay. okay. Oh my god! Look, it's been a long day. I went <laughs> apple picking today. Okay. You did. I had two coffees today, so I've also been tired. <laughs> it's a hard day's work um and then just a special shout out to mandy billings she um sent a video of her daughter doing all the gestures for the mass singer which i really appreciated and then she said these are the questions that maddie her nine-year-old put out why does ken y'all so much why is ken annoying when will ken stop making hype jokes about nick and then she put in brackets ken must be living rent free in her head so (laughs) Yeah, that's lovely. I think also we have a new guest for the podcast because if like this turns into make fun of the judges hour, which might be the case one day, uh, I think she'll be a good, uh, good fit. Absolutely. We'll have her when we eventually have the uh, the roast of the judges, which is pretty much a weekly occurrence now. But once we get like season five, six, where that's all we're doing, Maddie has a spot on this uh, panel for that. Definitely. And Liana, you said before we wrap up, we're not done yet. Um, I have put together a thing for you to blindside you here. 
Um, shout out to Tim Westine who pointed me in the direction of this. So we know that the Mass Singer isn't the first show to have done this format. Mass Singer originally comes from a Korean show titled King of Mass Singer. Leon, I've put together a game for you today, and I don't know how you're going to feel about this or how you're going to do, but here's how it's going to work. So I have, I'm going to name four of the costumes, four of the singer's costumes, and three of them are from the Korean show King of Mass Singer, winners or runners up, I might add. One of them I made up completely. Okay, so you got to pick out what mine is. And as you are one of the hosts of the uh, RHAP B&B, yes, I stole your casuals corner game, kind of. But I thought it'd be fun for you to be the, on the other end of this. And if you want steaks, I got them for you. I have five of these ready, Liana. If you guess two right, you can pick whatever our nicknames are next week at the start of the episode. Sorry, how is this casuals corner? It's very similar because the, I picked out three actual names. And I added a fourth. Oh, one you wrote. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, all right, let's do this. So I so I did a little bit of research into this show when I found out. So when I got super obsessed with Mass Singer Season 1, I started reading about its origins and where it came from. And I remember some of the names. They're, like, absolutely insane. Like, they're, like one, I think somebody was just, like, Bob Ross. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so uh, very here for it. I'm very excited. All right. Well, I am a little worried now because you just said that you have looked into these before. So I'm feeling a little less confident. But at the same They're time, weird. Yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, they are weird. OK, so here we okay. go, Liana. So first, these four a used two buckets of gold liqueur, B tired bumblebee, C lust of deer, D perfume of mosquito time. Sorry. So three of them are real <laughs> and one of them you wrote or. Yeah, that's right. OK. Uh. Wow, those are weirder than I remember. Um, can you read those one more time? Absolutely. So, A, use two buckets of gold liqueur. B, tired bumblebee. C, lust of deer. Or D, perfume of mosquito time. What is perfume of mosquito time? <laughs> what does that even mean? You tell me. Uh... That just sounds too weird for you to have made up. So does the gold liqueur. I don't think you would guess that. Um, and then what were the other two? Tired Bumblebee and Lust of Deer. I'm going to go with Lust of Deer. That is correct. You got it right. I did make up Lust of Deer. I mean, it was hard once you have perfume of mosquito. I'm like, what can I do that's more random? Yeah, I have a feeling of you just doing like random word generator. <laughs> like, I need an adjective. Yeah. Okay, I need an animal. <laughs> yeah, I kind of used uh, mash to come together with these names. Um, so the second question: A. Young and sexy post box. B. Nice. Peanut sauce friend. C. Take my sword, romantic assassin. Or D. Sweet voice is so sweet. Sweet voice is so sweet. Um, I really hope that the sexy post box is real. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with that was a right. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go with B. What was B? Peanut sauce friend. Okay. I'm going with peanut sauce friend. Final answer. Yes. Liana, that is correct. <sighs> yeah. All right. So you've officially won, meaning next week you are in Yay! charge of the nicknames. So I'm a little worried about that one. Yay! I should have gone with the best of three out of five, but whatever. We're fine. We're, we'll Does that mean I can do the intro next week? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. It's all you. Too. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yes. Not scared. Not scared at all. Um, all right. 
So, Liana, let's just continue and finish this out in a quick fashion. A, suggestive salmon. Wait, I still have to finish the game? You know, I, I put some time into oh, this. Yeah, okay, all right, sure, of course. I mean, they're funny. I want to I wanna say them out loud. <laughs> <laughs> A, suggestive salmon. B, sexy vocal cricket. C, Ooh. Madonna. D, come out, your majesty. Okay, I think I remember Madonna being one. But I have no idea on the other three. Um, this is no sexy post box. Young and sexy uh, post box. To young you. and oh, sorry, right? Of course. Uh, all right. Okay. What? Well, uh, sorry. Can you reread? Not the Madonna one. I got okay. that one. Uh, suggestive salmon, sexy vocal cricket, and come out, your majesty. I'll go with the vocal cricket one. You're locking up sexy vocal cricket. Yeah, of course. I, sexy male post post box or whatever, like. Well, you clearly have never heard of the suggestive salmon because that one is the one I came up with. So ah, you are wrong. Of course. Yes. Yeah, so, I know you go for alliteration. Got it. Yeah. See, like, I wanted to use the word suggestive and I'm like, is that like going to be obviously me? Because I was going to go with suggestive, like maybe salami. Like that's way that's awful. So then I switched it up to salmon because I thought that's dumb. It makes no sense. And honestly, that worked out better. <laughs> So, so I know that this is probably going to be more work for you, but can you find pictures of some of these? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. So what I'll do is I will look over and try and track some of these down. And I really want to know what perfume of mosquito time is. OK, is it a mosquito or is it a bottle of perfume called mosquito time or like a bottle of DEET? I don't know. DEET. Yeah, like the bug spray. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I'll we'll look into it. Let's see if I can find any of these and I'll post them on uh, Twitter. And I'll OK, them. sounds good. Perfect. Okay. So the next one, uh, space agent number seven, serious singer boy, <laughs> Gangnam Swallow. Oh. And if you listen to my song, Banana. Uh, if you listen to my song, Banana. Yes. I'm having the time of my life here. Because <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to go with the alliteration. So the serious singer boy. Uh, you are right. I uh, I have yes. noticed a pattern that I've thrown myself into, which is not great. Okay. Well, I'll keep that in mind for next time. I like Gangnam Swallow. I really that. did too. That was one of my favorites. And I did like, if you listen to my song, Banana, which I need to find the costume for, for sure. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. So, and then finally, the last one, uh, power up Popeye eating spinach. Domestic Clock, Abe Lincoln, and Real Man Tough Guy. I'm going to go with Abe Lincoln. That's correct. See, I didn't know that you would know the Madonna one's a fakie, so I put that up there, and then I put that down there to, like, fool you, but I think I played myself in that one. No, I have this, I just am imagining, like, a man born and raised in Dubai moves to Canada and then is, like, need, like, some random (laughs) famous person. (laughs) That would be weird. I'm going to go with Abraham Lincoln. What What is one that, like... Could be grass for the mass singer. Americans love Abe Lincoln, right? Let's put down Abe Lincoln. That's the one. That's Americans the one. Love- yeah, um, that's really bizarre. I still want to know what Gognum Swallow looks like. I mean, are these costumes? So I remember I saw like some of them are pretty elaborate. Some of them are less so. So I don't I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to just like do a bit of research and look at these because I've only I only read them off the wiki and it's like the final the final winner and the runner up. So as I was looking through this, I'm like, I don't even know how you could personify these. Some of these like there is bright full moon and then there's um, lonely man Leon, which I guess that one kind of makes sense. And, you know, there's some like express roller coaster. How do you dress up as a roller coaster? I don't know. Yeah. 
Um, I know that Ryan Reynolds, was spoiler alert, went on the King of the Mass Singer. Yes. To like saying he was, I think, the unicorn or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a thing I know. Yeah. Like there's yeah. Some of these are again, very like I want to go back and find Bob Ross and see what Bob Ross looked like. Honestly, like Bob Ross. <laughs> well, like how accurately depicted like this. The is it just the hair or is there like a paintbrush involved? I want all of it. Yeah. There's one that was boiled chicken and one that was assistant manager. Like, how does one look like an assistant it's manager? A, uh, it's assistant to the regional manager. Oh, oh, Thank you very much. My bad. My bad. <laughs> but then there's one here, Liana. It's called One's Husband. <laughs> <laughs> it's so random. Yeah. Oh, oh, King of Mass Singer is so random. Okay. Well. Wait, okay, I did Google. Okay, I'm looking at the list now. Yeah. Zero calories if you taste MC Hamburger as a name. Mm-hmm. I nearly used that one, but then decided that's way too obviously not me. <laughs> it's like, would you really come up with something like that? It's too creative. I'm not that wow. creative. Wow, giant chestnuts of bread. I like handsome guy. Handsome guy? Better be <laughs> handsome. Yeah. Just like Nick Cannon. <laughs> Magic girl. The first snow of the season. Mm, yeah interesting yeah this is uh this is how when we get to mass singer season 12 we better see some like these we really should i mean i think this is a perfect example of what happens when you use up all of the sort of like quote-unquote normal mm-hmm. <laughs> characters right you're gonna start getting some weird stuff yeah. which you know what i'm kind of here for <laughs> yeah well to be fair though like the the pilot episode the winner was self-luminous mosaic and episode two was exactly cut in half i mean Hmm. i will not knock it i'm pretty sure these are being translated from korean so they might like the maybe they get lost in translation or maybe they work exactly like they sound i'm not sure i'm not sure i I think i'm gonna make my twitter handle young and sexy post box now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with the egg emojis don't forget the egg emojis yeah. you're just gonna pile on every week no it's gonna be like a thing. letter emoji oh you're but are you going to really say goodbye to the egg now already no of course not yeah never you're never gonna say no okay all right well this brings us to the end of another ridiculous mass singer uh rahapa podcast I had a lot of fun, Liana. It's always great to talk to you about all these things. Even though you're not a fan of the leopard, I'm not really a fan of the flamingo. I feel like we're both going to come around to it. But this season has started real strong. And I think it's just, I'm so happy it's back at this point. And I just can't wait to see more of it unveil in front of our eyes. Yeah, we have four new contestants that we're going to learn about. And then uh, and then we start seeing repeat performances, which is going to be fun because I think this is a really strong field. Um, and so as we get further and further along in the competition, you know, we got to get rid of some people. So um, it's going to be interesting to see who's able to make it to the top. Yeah. And we will be here next week to talk about the next four, the fox, the flower, the eagle, and the fourth one whose name I can't remember. Penguin. The penguin. How dare I forget the penguin? Probably going to be the underdog here. But you can find us on social media if you have any musings or comments about what went on today. I am at Puyaism on all major platforms. 
And Liana, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on social media at Liana Boris, L-I-A-N-A-B-O-R-A-A-S. Um, Survivor is back, baby. So we uh, had our first week of the B&B with Nicole Sesternino, and we are going to be back this week with Haley Strong from The Bachelor and Bachelorette wrap-ups. Um, so I'm very, very excited about that. It should be a really good time. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, and then I know that RuPaul's Drag Race UK is going on, so some people have been asking about whether or not we're going to do coverage for that um, just due to some scheduling issues probably not regular weekly coverage but I think we may do a couple or maybe just a season recap um, podcast so definitely look out for that uh, but we will not be doing weekly coverage alright we will talk to you next week and we will unmask the next performer take care everybody goodbye <laughs>